This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. In the last hour, we spoke to Bree Jacobson. If you don't know the name, you'd probably remember why she became uh, widely known around British Columbia, certainly. She's the Vancouver Island woman who survived the Las Vegas mass shooting two years ago. And now... While the owner of Mandalay Bay, where America's deadliest shooting um, was took place, it they're actually settling up to twenty five hundred lawsuits, seven hundred and thirty five to eight hundred million dollars worth being paid out. Now, Bree Jacobson is not one of those taking part in this legal action. She opted to not. And I've posted on my Twitter feed my conversation with Bree, and she explains exactly why she, as a Canadian, was not part of the class action lawsuit. It is very complex and could have found her owing legal fees to U.S. lawyers if it all shook out in, in, in one of many ways. She had, been, she had been forewarned not to take part. And she's healing in different ways. So... Another reason as part of her not taking part in the class action lawsuit was actually she did not want to sign a non-disclosure agreement. She wanted to be free to speak about her experience, uh, about her therapy and her healing. And that got us to thinking in the newsroom about non-disclosure agreements or NDAs. They're very catchphrase uh, words in this Me Too era. Uh, We started hearing a lot about them when people started to step forward about having been perhaps the victim of sexual harassment or inappropriate um, business dealings. Uh, Oftentimes a payout comes with a non-disclosure agreement that kind of buttons things up. So we wanted to talk about whether or not non-disclosure agreements were something that perhaps should go the way of the dodo bird when not protecting sort of creative license or, you know, the ending to infinity war or end game, right? You understand an NDA when you're talking about a movie that's coming out. But when it's your life, when it's your lived experience. So we wanted to talk about these agreements in a more general term now. So many of us are asked to sign them from time to time. But should you sign them? And do you have any recourse down the line if you have regrets about having signed one? So we reached out to trial lawyer and arbitrator based in Vancouver, Georgia Lee Lang, who joins us on the line now. Georgia Lee, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jody. What is your take on NDAs in 2019? Well, they're very common, of course, and they are simply contracts, um, and they're give and take. Uh, you usually get something from the party that asks you to sign the non-disclosure agreement, and in exchange for that, you agree not to discuss certain aspects of the situation uh, between you and the party that's asking for the NDA. So they're used um, in, in employment situations. They're used when a company is selling its assets uh, and is giving financial information to a prospective purchaser and doesn't want the financial information um, dispersed. Uh, they will sign them. Uh, personal services contracts are quite common where a, uh, a well-known or a notable person or a celebrity will have people working in their home who may be privy to confidential information. Uh, you know, celebrities in Hollywood often have non-disclosure agreements. So they're very common and they are simply contracts uh, and they're binding as contracts. So they are enforceable. 
And that was one of the discussions that we were having in the newsroom is like if somebody um, has an inappropriate exchange in this Me Too era, let's say it's a celebrity with uh, someone who turns around and says, you know, this is a Me Too situation. And they say, I don't want that kind of noise. Here's $25,000 sign here. If, if that person who was wronged, who accepted the $25,000 down the line decides, you know what? I've seen that celebrity do it since then, and I feel that that is wrong. I should have stepped forward. What is the repercussion for the individual who signed the NDA? Should they disclose what happened to them publicly? Well, there are significant repercussions, and we have an example. Uh, If you look south, you may recall that Stormy Daniels, uh, was paid, allegedly paid a certain amount of money uh, for having an affair with uh, with President Trump. Right. And she received funds, I think it was about $130,000. She signed um, an NDA, um, and uh, she was uh, suggesting that she was going to breach that. She did not, uh, because she understood what the ramifications are. And of course, the NDA itself can set out what, what some of those consequences are uh, for a breach. And she had um, legal counsel. You may remember the infamous Michael Avanti. Avenatti, uh, yes. Avenatti, yeah. yes. yes. Right, thank you. Avenatti, uh, who obviously gave her good legal advice because she didn't do, she declined to, uh, to breach that contract. So, uh, they, they are, uh, used regularly and they are, as I said, they're enforceable. Uh, but you don't need to sign one. Um, and for example, the woman on Vancouver Island who doesn't want to pursue this class action that has now apparently settled in Las Vegas, that's her, that's her right. Uh, you know, if she doesn't want to sign one, that's fine. She then is not bound by any, any agreements uh, or, or any consequences. However, uh, it, it seems to me that by asking the, uh, the recipients of this money to sign an NDA, obviously there's going to be, re- they're going to be releasing confidential information to them, uh, because we know the public information can't be the subject of an NDA. It's already out there in all the media. Uh, and so she won't be privy to that confidential information if she doesn't sign the agreement. So in this day and age, if you have somebody slide an NDA and a check in front of you, uh, legal advice is probably a good idea prior to signing? Well, absolutely. With any contract, uh, if you don't get legal advice, then the contract, uh, there could be a suggestion down the road that the uh, there was some uh, unequal bargaining power or the contract is not fair, is unconscionable, is a term in law. So there's a numbers, number of ways to get out of a contract, uh, and I would think that the person offering the NDA would insist that the person signing it got independent legal advice. And with the era of Me Too and someone who has signed an NDA, would if they were to come forward, would it just be the check, the dollar figure that they accepted in exchange for their silence, or would could it be greater than that? Oh, it could be much greater than that. I mean, it depends on the contents of the NDA, right. uh, but there could be penalties uh, included in the NDA uh, and uh, damage awards, so it could be pretty significant. And uh, often you'll you'll hear people in the media say, "Well, I signed a, a non-disclosure agreement, but I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to speak out," and in some, you know, then. Coincidentally, they don't speak out when they realize, uh, you know, the sacrifice they're going to have to make uh, personally and financially if they do that. Right. The ramifications and consequences are significant. Georgia Lee Lang, thank you for this. Thank you very much, Jody. Georgia Lee Lang is a trial lawyer and arbitrator based here in Vancouver talking non-disclosure agreements.